to the Gridiron Show in association with Sports Travel Tours, and it's another Wembley week. We'll review the Lions, preview the Lions and the Chiefs. Not review, we will review Thursday Night Football for as little time as possible and look forward to all of the Week 8 games. Ollie Hunter, Will Gavin in the studio. This is the Gridiron Show. Indeed, welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Sports Travel Tours. Just to remind you, you can see it on our Twitter at Gridiron that Sports Travel Tours are doing their ultimate tailgate party at Wembley this weekend. You get 10% off your ticket if you quote the fact that you're a Gridiron listener. Really? It's as much drink and as much food as you could possibly stuff in your chubby little faces. So go, come down. We'll be down there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then obviously the game as well. So... Great stuff. Get online uh, at Gridiron on Twitter, Gridiron-Magazine. If you've not made your picks for the week, you've only missed out on one game. Admittedly, you've missed out on one of the most predictable results of the weekend, but get on there, get your picks in, uh, Gridiron.com. Gridiron-Magazine.com, predict a game. Ollie Hunter, how are you today, sir? I've got a confession. Go. I picked the Dolphins. I know you picked the Dolphins because I looked at the leaderboard <laughs> and I saw that of the uh, X number of hundred people that have picked... 12 people were on zero, everyone else was on one, and Ollie Hunter was on zero. I'm like, he's either forgotten to pick, or he's gone balls out and picked the Dolphins. Balls out it was. Brilliant. Right, we'll get on to that game in a moment, and we'll obviously look forward to the games this weekend. We went to training on Friday, uh, saw the Lions, saw the Chiefs, got a bit of a chat with a couple of them. I managed to have another catch-up with Travis Kelsey, which was great, and we'll play that in. A little bit of a shame we didn't get more players, but they kind of, they, they skulked off pretty quickly. Skulk is exactly the right word. They, well, they brought up, so they said to us, right, we'll bring up all of the players and you can do one-on-ones with them. Everyone came up, Justin Houston, Eric Berry, uh, well, Alex Smith and Andy Reid were on the podium. I got a couple of questions in with Andy Reid, so we'll hear that. But they did the press conferences and the one-on-ones at the same time. So I did the Andy Reid press conference, turned around, half of the players had buggered off. They got Sean Smith up specifically just to talk to me. And after he saw that I was like the person he was meant to be talking to, he wasn't there, he just buggered off. Fair enough. It is fair enough, but I am annoyed at myself for making the wrong decision. So we've got Travis Kelsey coming up. We've got a bit of the man, the myth, the legend that is Jim Bob Cooter. Uh, Matt Stafford, Jim a bit Bob of Andy Reid as well. Basically playing in the Andy Reid because uh, he paid me a compliment for my hair colour. So that's the only reason that audio is going in. Uh, Hashtag spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. Do I need to cut that out? Am I going to ruin it for everyone now? No, carry on. Good, good news. Uh, and basically, this is going to be a short little preview podcast because I've got to return a rental car. That's the main reason <laughs> it's, going to be, it's going to be a nice little short one. And I've been up 24 hours. <laughs> oh, man. That's not pretty. No. Let's start off. Well, first of all, is there anything that you want to say before we start the show? Is there anything you want to get in there? For Christ's sake, shut up. I'm going to leave that in because I don't want to do any editing today. Uh, <laughs> that was the sound of, of course, Richard uh, Theobald Eisen. I don't know if that's his surname, but I'm going to say it is. Uh, is there anything you want to get in before yeah. we start? Um, the old man came down uh, from Lincolnshire this week. Lovely. Uh, pretty much the first time he's ever stayed with me, and it was really nice. And we watched, well, he recommended a TV show. Now, my dad, his, his, uh, his TV habits have changed, and he likes things like Miranda. Oh God! Bad, and, and this bad, is a guy. Bad. This is a guy who had, you know, he's very intelligent. Why does he like Miranda? I know not. But he said, try Fargo. Oh, the Fargo TV show is incredible. Oh my God! We watched five episodes in one night. It was incredible. And the best thing is, the second season started. Now the second season's based. Um, not, it's not like a direct lineage. It's based in the same area, same no, none of the same characters, basically, yeah, yeah. but uh, based a little bit later. It's more. I think the the, the first series was kind of sixties, early seventies. This one's based. No, a no, bit no, later. it's two thousand six. Is it? I thought it was uh, no, a more no. period piece. No, no, I'm no, sure it's more of a period. Okay, well, the new one, says... the new one is much older. Then the new one is based more in the past. I thought the the old. Anyway, regardless, it's very, very good. It still stayed at a very high level, oh. and it's got Landry from uh, from uh, Friday Night Lights in it as well. So does it? All positives for me. In the second series. Oh, okay, cool. I was thinking, are we watching the same? Billy Bob Thornton's unbelievable. Your little face is hilarious. Uh, and uh, Tim from The Office is in it. Brilliant. Honestly, Fargo, two yeah. years, when Fargo came out two years ago, everyone was so excited about True Detective. I was all in. Fargo was my TV show of the year that year. It is brilliant. Yeah, definitely get out and watch that. Yeah, loved it. Anyway, 
How was how the Chiefs? I want to talk about Thursday night football first because I just uh, want to get it out of the way. Brady threw for 356 yards and just the four touchdowns, two of them to Julian Incredleman and the Patriots sorry, beat, do the, you uh, to nope, to me? Uh, beat the Miami Dolphins 36-7 to on Thursday night to become the first of the NFL's five unbeaten teams to reach seven wins. Goskowski broke Adam Vinatieri's franchise record for consecutive field goals by connecting from 52 and 36 yards to make it 26 in a row. And Rob, the big East. Unfair Gronkowski is like Taylor calls him on NFL Network had 113 yards receiving and a touchdown. Biggest thing for the Patriots, if you were a fan, uh, is that Dion Lewis, after a down uh, after a down week followed by a week out with injury, we imagine the down week was due to the injury, was back, had 93 yards receiving uh, and a score. They were unbelievable. The Dolphins, not so much. Yeah, I mean, is there anything else to say about it? Not really. I mean, from a Dolphins perspective, we really, I, I said a week ago, if they somehow pull out a win this week, they could be considered in the AFC East race. So I said it about Sunday. And I genuinely think, not in the AFC East race, but in the AFC wildcard race, because it is ridiculously, uh, it's ridiculously low end for that sixth wild card. Mm. Like, the sixth wild card is going to be taken up by like a nine and seven team, no problem whatsoever. Jaguars. Uh, fingers crossed uh, but the Dolphins have lost Cameron Wake to a season ending Achilles injury it might be that we've seen him suit up for the Miami Dolphins for the last ever time you forget that mm. because of his time in the CFL he's already 33 years old the Dolphins won't want to take the huge cap hit on a guy that has got had come off an Achilles injury it's going to be 10 million on their cap next year whereas they can cut him for just 1.9 million dead space I, they, that's what will most likely happen maybe we'll see him play for somebody else and I hope we do because he's an entertaining player seven sacks through the last three weeks a lot of love for him but I see the rest of their schedule at Bills at Eagles they then play the Cowboys who they play them the week that Tony Romo should be back at the Jets you just don't see them picking up another five wins this year so sorry Miami I think your season is done skis yeah I, the rushing game was stalled the Pats defence looks pretty pretty good uh, what little... I will say before he went down uh, the, actually the uh, the Dolphins' defense looked good before Wake went down. They looked really good in the first half, mm. and yet went in down at nineteen nothing. Tannehill got literally zero going. It was, um, yeah, it was a shame. It, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the score is as bad as it looked. <laughs> it maybe even may, maybe it even flatters the Dolphins. Yeah, do you know what? Probably did. Oh, Dolphins, right. you suck. Worst, yeah. almost as bad as the Bears. So, the Lions at the Chiefs. The last time the Lions, of course, visited London, they emerged with a stirring victory and at the time were tied for the best record in the NFL. A victory this time would be a welcome change for this team. Uh, They're currently tied for the league's worst record. The Lions are looking for a major change. And, of course, they made that major change by bringing in a man who I'm relatively sure is in witness protection because his name is so ridiculous. Jim Bob Cooter is the new offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. You spent time at Lions practice yesterday. What can you report to us, Ollie Hunter? Quite a few things, actually. Jim Bob Cooter had um, the NFL journos over from the States eating out of his palm. But it was just pointed out that he's 31 years he's old. 31. He's 31. He's the same age it, I, as me. I, when he said it, I, I thought... Oh, bloody hell, he's two years younger than me. <laughs> um, yeah, he spent a good nine, ten minutes uh, chatting in front of, I would say, 20 people with recorders and microphones at least. See, what was stunning about the Chiefs, I mentioned this to you off air, is that basically the Kansas City Royals, I don't know if you've heard, are in the World Series. So they have sent over exactly two members of the media. Whoa. They may have sent more who flew over and are going to be at the game on Sunday, but for the press conferences yesterday, for the team availability, and some of it, I guess, has to do with the fact that they've already had their team availability Wednesday, Thursday, because the Chiefs have come over a day late. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they there were two people from Kansas City there, and then the usual uh, faces from the NFL UK media. Reynolds was there, Crossy was there, us uh, all the guys from all the different podcasts, etc., were there. So, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, some of those guys had come down from the Lions indeed, to swell indeed. your numbers. Um, but yeah, the, the Lions, it was fine. Um, uh, again, a lot of the players managed to skip past the the encroaching media because <laughs> the, the the media guys from the Lions said, "Come over this side of the field." And then they all nicked off to the to the other side. So uh, only a few people managed. Were lucky to grab some people. I did see something really int- just before we hear from um, Jim Bob and Matt Stafford. I did see something really interesting, uh, which was uh, DeAndre Levy and Stephen Tullock go off to the side into the trees, 
very strangely because I, I recognise Stephen Tullock, fifty-five. I want to get his get a, get have a chat with him. Cause We've got, had him on the show before. He's really good value. Exactly. He's, he's he's been brilliant. So he went off to the side in his jersey. He and um, DeAndre Levy come back out. Tullock's got a jumper over his jersey. He's carrying Levy's helmet and not his own helmet, and limping. What are you suggesting happened in there? I'm not saying... I think I think he might be slightly hurt. Do you think that they went hunting? Is that what you're saying? They could have gone hunting for badgers. <laughs> Badger hunting. I, see, I thought you were going to say they came out of the woods, they were dragging a large deer carcass with them, <laughs> they'd just been for a short hunt in the Hertfordshire countryside, and then head about. That's it. Good stuff, Ollie. Nice. Good eye. So let's hear from the former quarterback's coach, now offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, Jim Bob Cooter, starting off by telling you and the assembled media about how his previous relationship with Stafford has helped him in his new role. It makes it smoother because I'm in the meeting room with him every day anyway, um, doing a lot of communicating at this point anyway. I think he's done a good job of uh, telling me plays he likes or plays he doesn't like, or maybe we should run this route at this depth instead of that depth. So, uh, you know, it's his offense as much as it is mine, maybe even more. So if he likes something, I've, I've learned early in my career that if a quarterback really likes to play, he tends to make it work. So... If he likes it, we'll get it in. If he doesn't like it, we'll try not to call it, and we'll go from there. The running game has been uh, has been great the last couple of uh, games. Is that something you're concerned with, and how are you uh, counteracting that? Uh, we definitely would like to be continue to get better and better in the running game. I think we've made some strides. You know, we're not running for a million yards, maybe, but there's you know the yards per carry is going up. I think the efficiency is going up. I think we're making strides in the run game. We've got to keep that going. Uh, that's important. I think balance is important. Um, I think you know all sides of the ball are important, but that that's something we're uh, striving to get better at. What is this? What is having? As it turned out, was this a good week to do? If you had to do this, a good week to do it because you get three weeks of practice with or three days of practice with a new guy, install things, get right into it. Um, I don't know. I think you know for the players, it's not much of a difference. I bet the coaches would say it was probably a bad week considering all the travel involved of trying to you know get whatever some you know kind of new stuff you wanted in. So um, you know for us, it's it's you know no different. Couple more guys. Do you think being here last year and uh, winning last year will hold you in good stead come come Sunday? I uh, hope so. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, we got to go out and play good on Sunday. That's the biggest thing. But I think as far as you know, understanding what the game's going to be about, all about what the fans are going to do, Wembley, all that kind of stuff is is nice to uh, you know have a little experience under your belt. Matthew Stafford there, previously Jim Bob Cooter. Questions asked by our very own Ollie Hunter. Just give us a general impression of what you thought of Jim Bob Cooter, of Stafford. Of that, that offense has really struggled. The, the, um, the last, I mean, Joyke Bell missed uh, three games with an ankle injury, limited to just 21 yards against Minnesota last weekend. Uh, Amir Abdullah, 43 yards on eight attempts. Not a great running game. You asked about that. What was the impression of the offense overall and going into this weekend? Yeah, I mean... Jim Bob Cooter had t- had kept back all the receiving core, um, uh, even the fullback guy. I uh, forget his name. I wanted to go and grab him, but uh, then they <laughs> said, "Hey, Jim Bob is 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 here." Everyone but, loves a fullback chat. Well, always. Um, but they kept back the whole receiving core uh, for extra reps, and this isn't something new. So what he's doing is. Um, instilling or keeping some of the regime that uh, Lombardi had or some of the ideas that Lombardi had before, but he's just putting his own, his own spin in it. He seems really fresh, uh, really energised as well. Uh, Stafford, business-like, uh, I want to get get off, get my gear off. Uh, I, I want to get away from you lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Matthew Stafford is a guy who we had in studio for 15 minutes uh, before the Super Bowl two years ago uh, and really got... He's a good, fun guy, and nobody has regressed more than him in the NFL in the last year, and I'm including Colin Kaepernick in Are that. you including Peyton Manning? The, uh, yeah, well, Peyton Manning, there's so much with injuries. I don't want to be nasty to Peyton Manning because he's given us so much joy for so many years as a quarterback, but Stafford really, under Joe Lombardi, regressed hugely. Mm. We've seen in the last two weeks he's re-establishing a rhythm with Calvin Johnson. He's had 11 catches, 252 yards, and two touchdowns in the last two games, um, and genuinely, I think if Jim Cooter allows him to uncork a little bit allows Stafford to go out and play his natural game and there are other it's very comparable to say Jay Cutler for example in terms of if you just let him throw deep if you let him make the throws he wants to make if you let him run the offense a little bit he's obviously a much nicer person than Jay Cutler of course if if you let him run the offense for one he likes you yeah there is that um then then you you give them much more opportunity and I'm much more positive on the Chiefs this and on the Lions this weekend I have been going into any game for the last four because I think that is going to make a difference. The defensive side of it, not great. 
27th in the league, allowing 393 yards on average, nearly 100 more than last season. There was such a good defence last year. Uh, that is a potential concern for me, uh, in particular if there's going to be any injuries on that side of the ball, as alluded to by Ollie Hunter. Well, exactly. Uh, talking how, about how is sorry, the Chiefs? So the Chiefs two and five making their London debut, trying to build on last week's fantastic twenty three thirteen win over Pittsburgh and ending, which ended their five game losing streak and gave, gave them their first victory since running back Jamal Charles was lost for a season ending injury. Scandrick West, who we uh, managed to chat to very briefly yesterday, seemed like very comfortable with his role in the offense. And Travis Kelsey tells us all about. I mean, the last time I spoke to Kelsey was before Charles went down, so that was one of the key things I wanted to ask him about in particular. Um, Overall, I think it was... First things first, the Chiefs have by far the best musical accompaniment to training we've had of anyone that's come over to London. Oh, really? It was Michael Jackson. It was Mark Morrison's Return of the Mac. Whoa! There was loads of, like, uh, pumped up, like... uh, It was disco tunes and it was like funk and soul stuff and it was like really really good fun music to train right to. up your street yeah i loved it i was having a whale of a time um and we saw i mean we saw alex smith throw some uh throw some bombs like 25 20 28 yards jerry macklin caught them macklin i think was definitely back this weekend he looked fit ready to go and certainly andy reed told us exactly the same macklin came to the podium as well and, and told us the same so that's going to be a boon for them they macklin back uh, they get Kendrick West running like he did last week and they get Travis Kelsey doing his thing. Let's hear from Andy Reid first of all because the one area of concern I did have for the Chiefs is their offensive line and I asked a question about that in his press conference but he starts off by telling us about their journey over and why they chose to come on the Friday. Yeah, listen, um, if it was a preseason, I would have come over on Monday but during the season, um, I, you know, I, I want to make sure we, we were able to sleep in our own beds and and uh, make sure we got the rehab we needed uh, physically to get ourselves ready to go, um, and then and then come here and play the game. And this is an in-season game. This is a very important game for us. So, uh, you know, I, I just those are the reasons. What about the line? You know, uh, Ben Grubb's going to be out this weekend. Do we know who's going to be coming in? What it's going to look like? Yeah, we're rotating a couple folks in there, so it's we're we got a couple. Um, I'll let you know on Sunday. <clears throat> good to have a redhead in the building, though. That's good. Man. <laughs> Just wanted to put that into it. Uh, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> he loved it. Top top bants from Andy Reid. Uh, he uh, he avoided my question. Andy Reid's famous for not giving anything away when it comes to injuries, lineups, all that sort of thing. And when I pushed him on, uh, you you heard I asked him, Ben Grubbs injured. Who we think is seeing coming in? Yeah, rotating a couple of guys in. I immediately pushed him. Went anyone standing out? And he just laughed at me. He basically laughed at me. Uh, but we asked. But him, I think he quite liked it. He liked your ballsiness. Uh, hence I, the compliment afterwards. Yeah, we we. we we did have some fun with Andy Reid and we I, I got in quite a few questions about the backfield as well about Sean Smith Eric Berry really impressed me up on the podium he's a very good talker I mean obviously his story is phenomenal the fact that he's come back from Hodgkin's lymphoma and is back playing with the team made a huge play last week we asked him about that and he just generally was very positive and that, that secondary considering what we've talked about with Calvin Johnson already is going to need to step up in a big way this weekend they Marcus Peters looked brilliant through the first three weeks. We were totally ready to give him Defensive Rookie of the Year. He, he returned two for interceptions the first two weeks. Looked uh, like he was leading in the league in interceptions through three weeks. He looked brilliant. Mm. And then he's fallen off a little bit. Barry's play hasn't been necessarily at the level it's been in previous years. You can kind of understand why. And until Sean Smith came back, that secondary was struggling. I now think they're a secondary you're not going to throw on anywhere near as easily. We know how good their front seven is. Justin Houston is an imposing human being when you meet him in person. Big, big guy. They, uh, Tamba Harley had two sacks last week. He's got three sacks through the last two games, which is, I think he hadn't had a sack before that this year yet. Just, they are looking like a much more, a much better formed unit on that, offensive, mm. on that defensive side. Now that was going up against Jarvis Landry. No, it wasn't. Was it? Landry Jones. Who is it going up against? I keep saying Jarvis Landry. You do keep doing that. <laughs> Landry Jones. Up against Landry Jones. Who wasn't in Friday Night Lights. Two, two podcasts in a row I've managed to get that wrong. Um, so all in all, I, the defensive side of the ball I've been generally impressed with. But you're quite worried about the offensive side, right? I am. Good link, buddy. Uh, and that gives us a chance to speak with uh, Mr. Travis Kelsey. He was on the show a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to have a bit of a follow-up with him. And as you hear, I started off the interview by, by telling him that we spoke a couple of weeks ago. And he remembered. Hooray! Hey, Travis. How are you doing, man? What's going on? 
How you doing? Uh, I don't know if you all remember, about two weeks ago we spoke over the phone oh, just yeah, after yeah, practice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought we'd have a little bit of a catch-up, see how you've been doing since then. So, Sounds with good. Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs, uh, first of all, how was your journey over? Are you all ready for the weekend's game? Um, it, was a, it was a bit of a bumpy flight, to say the <laughs> least. No, it was, uh, it was fun, man. You know, you, you get some time to be around the guys. Uh, and it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a tough flight to, to, to come over here and have a game in such short notice, or it's just short timing, I should say. And it's, it's one of those things where you just got to come out here and attack it as a business trip and not necessarily as a, as a vacation, so to speak, and uh, come out here and play, and play your tail off for the guy next year. Have you guys done anything special to prepare this week at all? Um, I mean, we, we do what we do. You know, uh, we have full trust in Andy Reid and Bob and everybody and, and all our coordinators to, to get the game plan together. And, you know, from there we just go out and, and practice our tail off and, and work at the techniques and fundamentals. So I mean, it's, uh, it's nothing too much different. Just, you know, stay on the grind and, and stay positive and, stay, and keep the energy levels high. And certainly we spoke about on the phone the, the atmosphere in Arrowhead versus Wembley. What have you heard about the Wembley atmosphere? And do you think you're going to be able to bring that Chiefs? Yeah, Arrowhead's an incredible place to play. Yeah, I mean, you hope. You you wish, you hope. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it's more so just going out there and trying to provide that excitement, you know, trying to get everybody on their feet and, and, and cheering loud. So it's uh, part of that's on us. And then on the second hand, you know, you see uh, you see what Wembley has for a little American football, see if they, see if they like it or love it. Uh, it's been tough, obviously, the last couple of weeks. Lost Jamal Charles, the injury, not long after we spoke. Do you feel like your role in the offense you've had to pick up from that losing such a big player? I mean, I, th I feel like everybody has that on their, yeah, on their plate. You know, Jamal's uh, an amazing player. You can't replace him, so everybody has to step it up another notch and, and make sure that we're, we're doing what we have to do during the week so that we can play on Sundays at our full, full, full uh, what we call talent level. So it's um, it's one of those things where man, it's uh, it sucks because he's 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 a he's a brother, he's a leader. But um, at the same time, you know, I know for a fact Jamal is has taught those running backs everything that they that he knows, and it's uh, and he's told them, you know, it's it's only one play away. He he let, he let them know that as, as a leader in the room, when you demand that kind of attention to detail, that much that much that much leadership, that much being able to teach the game like that. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of like uh, as soon as this, I hate to say it, but as soon as you went down, it's kind of like clockwork. Everybody just kind of they knew the next man step in. Char Kendrick knew, and uh, Jamal is still 100 uh, percent behind everybody on this team. We love him for it. Certainly, we talked about your ability after the catch and catching the ball out of the backfield. Chuck Hendrick, from what we've seen yeah, in the small sample size, was, uh, seems to be more of a you know, head runner and not necessarily doing the same stuff that Jamal was doing. Is that something you've been getting into practice more? Are you going to see more of those looks come Sunday? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, our, our game plan is going to be for the for the for the Lions. So I mean, you're going to see a little bit of a little bit of mixture of, of things in, in that aspect. But you know, Chuck Hendrick is is, is amazing with the ball in his hands. Um, I mean, I, like I said, you can't replace with Jamal Charles, but everything that uh, that Chuck Kendrick does out there is 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 electrifying. And you know, you, yeah. when he has the ball in his hand, you know, you really want to go out there and, and block block your tail off for him. So. And I know it's got to be disappointing the start of the season, the record that you guys have got. But look at the AFC, and actually, there's only five teams with winning records at the moment. Certainly in your division, you've obviously got one team that's out ahead, but everyone else is in and around the mix. Is there some confidence that you pick up the win against the Lions this weekend, and you guys can still go on a run? Yeah, I mean, you take it week in, week out, game by game, and uh, and you just go out there through the week and, and practice your tail off at the at the fundamentals and things like that. It's uh, there's no magic formula to win it, man. You just got to go out there, put in the time, put in the work, and go out there and make plays on Sunday. So. And obviously, you finish here straight onto the bye week. Any bye week plans? You're gonna stick around your head straight back home. I, I haven't even thought about the bye week. I'm trying to get another win, man. Good stuff, Travis. Thanks, right, guys. Just to make it clear, the Chiefs are not going to the playoffs. No. I, I asked that question because it seemed like the right thing to ask. But, uh, yeah, they're not going to the playoffs. <laughs> the I really want to meet him. He seems really nice. He is a delightful guy. He really is a delightful guy. Uh, let's let's uh, go through. So, first of all, Chiefs-Lions. Chiefs, Lions. Chiefs I, I think having Macklin back is a big boom for them. He's their leading receiver, 39 receptions, 531 yards. I'm more impressed with Shakandrick West than I thought I'd be after the second game he had in, and he might be able to get the run game going a little bit, gets the Lions defence. It's meant to be strong in that area. I mean, Haloti Nata they brought in. Mm. They've not looked so much at the moment. But um, I am concerned about that line. They've got some options with Ben Grubbs out. He would obviously refuse to answer my question. But uh, Lauren Duvernay-Tardif, that's correct. I've got that name kind of right. Spent most of last season at left guard, and Zach Fulton, who started three games at right guard this year, Started on the right side all of last year, so they can. They've got options to line up 
But I just, I, Ben Grubbs has been brilliant this year. I think that'd be a real, a real miss for them. I, however, am going to pluck for a Lions win this weekend. No, I've got Lions as well. Um, rushing, they're but the worst g- team in the league. Genuinely, it's I, I. This is the most I've most difficult London game decision I think I've had to make in a couple of years. Do you think? If this game was being played at Arrowhead, it would be an easier decision. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd go Chiefs if it was being yes, played at Arrowhead. the same. And this is the first time I think a team is really missing that home advantage in a number of years. I think it's a massive loss for Chiefs to not be playing this game at mm. home. Whether you consider the record that they're in, yeah, not not great. Not great news, No, not that. at all. Uh, let's, let's go to the Twitter questions, and then we'll go through this weekend's game. Starting off with Neil Dutton, who's asked Cherry Coke or Dr Pepper? They're both terrible options. I just want to put that out there. You're a disgrace. I would say I really like Dr. Pepper, but I really like Cherry Coke. Cherry Coke. I I love Cherry Coke. I would take a diet Cherry Coke. Uh, Get out. A regular Cherry Coke is far too sweet. Uh, We asked for bold predictions as well. Tom Knight uh, has gone with, we get our first overtime in London, culminating in a Lions victory with a pick six. That is bold, and I really don't want overtime because I want to be able to get to the Hippodrome as early as possible after the game. Thank you. Uh, That was really camp, but I liked it. Ollie did suggest, what about vanilla Coke? You are a disgrace, my friend. Vanilla Coke's lovely. Uh, Have you tried (laughs) lime Coke? Lime Coke's awful. Look, (laughs) I think it was BS. That's exactly what I think of what you've just said. You're you're an utter disgrace. Uh, then we had somebody get in touch, Devin Foxall, who predicts that an NFL team are going to win the AFC South. Let's get hysterical, hysterical. I want to get hysterical. Let's get into hysterious. <laughs> I, I think it would be unfair to describe any of those teams as NFL teams, unfair on the other 28 teams in the league who have to deal with that nonsense. I want to ask our listeners at Gridiron, when do we declare the AFC South as the AFC disgrace? The problem is I have been leaning on not doing it yet because of the NFC East being such a shitstorm, basically. <laughs> uh, and I'm not beeping that out. Don't, don't beep it out. Uh, I, just, just for those of you who want to hear one, here is one for you. But I'm not doing it. I just don't have time to go back and edit. I'm well, sorry. no, you'll be, de- you'll be doing the <laughs> NFC East a disservice for bleeping it out because they really are a shitstorm. But it would be too early for us to do that at this point. So I, I, I actually am now thinking it's time to call the AFC South the AFC Disgrace. I, after watching the Colts... Last weekend, after watching, I, I, the, I genuinely feel like the Jags could win that division at seven and nine. If I look at the rest of their schedule, it is a disgrace. I feel that we have to put it off until at least every team has played eight games. Good, fine. Let's, let's every team plays eight games and then we'll make the decision. Then we'll call it the FC disgrace. <laughs> Jay Cumbleton uh, predicts Chandrick West, Chandrick West uh, rushes for over a hundred yards. I'm not sure that's that bold, but I, I'm I'm kind of in with you on it. I do think that offense looks better this week. Thanks for your input, but not bold enough. The Come big, back to us. Uh, Tenniel Green's bold prediction is that I apologise to Ollie. Oh, I don't even understand why I'd apologise to Ollie. This is ridiculous. You must apologise to me. It will happen. <laughs> it will happen. And if it happens in Santa Clara, all the more better. Perhaps we'll periscope it. Who knows? Brilliant. Uh, someone asked the best and worst free agents signings of the off-season. Will Davis, that's a great question. And it's not one for this week because it's six in the morning and we've done nowhere near enough preparation. Uh, off the top of my head, who's been a great free agent signing? Uh, oh, man, that's yeah. such a hard question right now. Yeah. I, um, Chris Johnson. Let's, let's, uh, that is a great answer. Well done. The best free agent signing is Chris Johnson. And finally, Simon Day asks, who's more likely to see out the season, Jim Cordwell or <laughs> from The Walking Dead? See, I bleeped a spoiler alert. But I've read that. <laughs> I haven't seen the latest one. Uh, or any of the others. That's not, have you seen any of them? Do you watch The Walking Dead I've, at all? I've seen... The, the last two. So I haven't seen them get back to the place where the horn went off. Right, so you've only seen the first one. Oh, so you've seen the second one with the massacre. Spoiler alert! Yeah, well, no, that's fine. I only said the massacre. That could mean anything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, you've had it spoiled for you. But yeah, uh, we're not 100%, but we're pretty sure <laughs> dies. What? Um, <laughs> but I love... <laughs> How could he die? What, you mean you love... Yes, him! He's one of the best characters, and unfortunately... 
does look like he's bit the bullet. Oh, or something's bit him. Hey, oh! town rats. Um, I can't believe you've not seen that. I'm so sorry. That's not my fault. I'm blaming Twitter. Uh, Who was that? Simon. Uh, I would Simon. say he's not allowed to us, but he does ask really good questions. I'm telling me. you what, mate. You, you're lumped in with the AFC South. Oh! The AFC <laughs> disgrace after week eight. Brilliant. Right, let's move on and talk about the weekend's games and pick out some of our highlights. And we have to start off with the game of the weekend, definitely the pick of the 6pm games, and that is the undefeated Cincinnati Bengals travelling to the rejuvenated 4-3 and Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben is back. After managing to tread water without a franchise quarterback, the Steelers hope to welcome him back at least. He, he, basically... It's. It said he's. Are you just really upset about this Walking Dead thing? No. Well, yes, but I'm upset that you said it's the game of the weekend. Is I'm sorry. We'll get on to that other game of which you refer. It is obviously that this game. Is, this is the game of the weekend. No. This is hands down the no, game of the weekend. No, you're wrong. How can that be the game of the weekend? Ben Roethlisberger apparently still keeping his fingers crossed that he'll be able to make a much anticipated return on Sunday, where uh, when the Steelers host the unbeaten divisional rival Cincinnati Bengals. Pittsburgh split four games after Ben Roethlisberger suffered his sprained left knee and bruised leg during the third quarter of their win at St. Louis. Uh, they went down to third stringer Landry Jones. I got his name right first time last Sunday after backup Michael Vick suffered an injury of his own, but they lost in Arrowhead 23-13 at Kansas. Now, we know the Bengals have been brilliant this year. They've matched their best start in team history, uh, getting off a 34-21 win against Buffalo. They're seeking to command... They, they've they could get a. They, they've got a three and a half game division lead if they win this game against the Steelers. We could basically crown them the winners of the AFC North. Are you hoping for a Steelers win to keep this division competitive, or do you think the Bengals have got this all the way? I don't hope for a win. I love both of these teams. They're really great to watch. Big Ben back, but you that, surely that means you do hope for a Steelers win because you want to see them stay competitive in the division. Well, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. No, I want a Bengals win because then they have a better chance of uh, beating the Pats. I, I want a Bengals win because I want to see them uh, get the home slate and actually win some playoff games. Yeah. Plus, I'm buying into the Bengals in a in a big, big way. I don't know if you've noticed that if you listen regularly. Uh, the Steelers will have to keep an eye on AJ Green. He's had 11 catches for 224 yards and a touchdown the last time he played these teams in a 41-21 home loss to Pittsburgh last December. Uh, he's totaled 44 receptions and 556 yards in the last five meetings between these two teams. That's where the Steelers are going to struggle. They've not got a very good secondary mm. up against a very, very good Andy Dalton. Yeah, in week eight, a good Andy Dalton. A Marvin city. Jones. It's crazy. AJ Ma- Green. Marvin Jones has Tyler seen, Eifert. Marvin Jones has seen more targets than AJ Green through the last two weeks. Uh, Tyler Eifert has been absolutely brilliant. It's This is down to the Bengals' offence getting things going and then the Bengals' defence stopping that high-powered yeah. Steelers' offence. Yeah, stepping it up. Uh, the, uh, the one thing, um, Bernard and Jeremy Hill, they're going up against the best rush defence in the league and that could be a little sticking point, but... I'm going Bengals. It's going to be a high-scoring, close game, though. Uh, now we are doing a little, just a little short preview podcast this weekend, so we're not going to go in depth on every game. Should we just pick out our three or four highlights and oh, then pick just the go through and pick the rest of them? I have taken the Bengals. I'm taking. I've picked the Steelers on. Uh, gridiron pick I, I think I'm I've, changing I was I know but I've picked the Steelers on gridiron pick uh, gridiron predictor game and I was going to change only don't do the same as me alright I changed back uh, I, didn't, I haven't changed back <laughs> uh, the other picks of the uh, of the 6pm games uh, uh, wait let me look at them <laughs> Uh... No, I'm going to move on. Let's talk about the Sunday late game. (laughs) (laughs) We really are ploughing through this. Right. The the main reason we wanted to cover this, we're just going to go through and do our picks because, like I say, this has to be a short podcast today. I do apologise. We'll do a really long one on Monday, I promise. The reason you thought that wasn't the game of the weekend is because, oh, look, there's two 6-0 and teams playing each other, even though one is clearly much, 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 much better than the other. Well, on offence, yes. And on and their defence is much better this year as well. It is, of course, the 6-0 Green Bay Packers travelling to the 6-0 Denver Broncos. Let me put it to you this way. If this game was in Lambeau, I'd be picking Green Bay without even blinking. Yes. I'm still picking Green Bay. That's because you're a secret Green Bay fan. Um, <laughs> you know and you don't even deny it now. No, Ollie, I have an apology for you. And that apology is that I've somehow managed to give you an impression that I'm a secret Green Bay fan. Clay Matthews will never win my heart. 
Maybe my head, but never my heart. Why, would, why would he win your head? I don't, well, maybe I'll realise he's actually a great player, even though I dislike him immensely. Uh, this is just the fourth time in NFL history two undefeated and untied teams have met this deep into the season. The last happened in 2007 when New England beat Peyton Manning and the Indianapolis Colts. They were 8-0, the Colts were 7-0. Uh, Minnesota and St. Louis met with 6-0 records in 1973 uh, with the Vikings winning and the Akron Pros beat the Buffalo All-Americans... In 1921. Doesn't count. I don't think it counts either. So it really is the third <laughs> time in NFL history this has happened. Um, the problem is, is Denver 6-0 and uh, posted a 26-23 overtime victory at Cleveland on the 18th of October, which I think they were they got the bye week at exactly the right moment for them. But I'm not going to sit here and say, I think that's great. I think Peyton Manning's going to come back and suddenly play a great great game. Uh, the defense is incredible. Denver one point behind Green Bay for the fewest allowed. Um but 20 of its 102 have come from a trio of pick sixes by Manning, and that's where the concern really creeps in. He hasn't thrown for 300 yards in his last uh, three games, thrown seven interceptions, and hasn't floated above 70 in his passer rating in that entire stretch. I, I just think the Broncos' offense isn't good enough, and that's why I'm picking the Packers. And the Packers' defense really has stepped up yeah. this year. I mean... Uh, <laughs> You hate him, but he's actually playing rather well. Um, Clay Matthews, you've got Julius Peppers in there. Um, uh, you know, every, everyone else on the on that line has been incredible. Nick Perry, well, uh, BJ Raji has come back. Uh, Don to Tony Jones is, has been unbelievable this year. Well, and this is the this is the thing I said. The bye weeks come at the right time for the Broncos. It's definitely come at the right time for Hugely. Green Bay. Back this week, Devontae Adams, BJ Raji, Morgan Burnett, and Nick Perry all return to practice after missing the win of the Chargers and should start this weekend. Um, it's uh, James Starks, there's a claim, might not play, but Eddie Lacey has had a uh, a week off to recover, so hopefully they'll just be able to chop and change and bring Lacey into that backfield. Yeah, Alonzo Harris is the guy third on the depth chart. Uh, we've seen him, I think, once or twice so far this season. 15 yards off one play. He looked all right, but what? how much you can tell off one play. The Where it's going to be won is if Aaron Rodgers uh, is given enough time uh, to get the ball out to Randall Cobb, to uh, who will probably be marked by a keep to leave anyway. Uh, Devontae Adams, Ty Montgomery, hoping he's back. Uh, we need a bit more production from Richard Rodgers. He's dropped a few balls. He's not making the big plays. But two weeks off or a week off, that is where Green Bay can, uh, you know, they, they might have been able to address that. So I've gone a Green Bay win. Again, I'm always nervous when it's Green Bay, but come on, guys. This this is such a great game to watch. Uh, right, let's just rattle through the remaining games very quickly then. Atlanta has already matched its 2014 win total in just seven games. Uh, turnovers uh, have, have been an issue, but they're still finding a way to win games. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are finding ways to lose them, particularly when they have big, big leads against teams like Washington. Yes, that's right. They managed to lose despite having a big lead over Washington. You like that? You like that? <laughs> uh, just an excuse to play that, really. Uh, the Falcons look capable uh, with the potential of repeating the 56-14 thrashing from last season. Um, they're averaging 34.2 points and 400 yards of total offence uh, through the last few games, but... I am concerned that Matt Ryan's level of play has gone down. They only managed 10 points last weekend against a bad team. I still pick... I can't not pick the Falcons. Yeah, it's got to be the Falcons. Yeah. Has to be. Fine. Uh, Vikings-Bears. The Minnesota Vikings at 4-2 and two, travel to the 2-4 and four Chicago Bears. Uh, Minnesota just finished off a season sweep of last place Detroit with a 28-19 win. The Vikings, a lot of people are suddenly picking as a slightly sexy, maybe wildcard pick for the NFC. I look at how difficult their run is going forward. This is their last real cupcake game. And actually... I think the Bears might win this. Have you picked the Bears? I picked the Bears. I've gone the Vikings. I'd actually, I'd, I'd, it's probably a silly pick. I'm trying to to move up by making some bold predictions. But the Vikings defense has been absolutely superb this year. We spent a lot of time talking about their rookie classes from the last two seasons last week. So let's move on and talk about five and two Arizona traveling to the two and five Cleveland Browns. Chris Johnson, you mentioned him already as the best free agent signing of the off season. I was offered him in a blockbuster trade this week and I didn't take it in fancy. This is obviously not in real life. If he wants to join the 49ers, I'd take him hands down. 
not because I don't think he's going to be great, but because of his age. And the fact is the Cardinals, after this point, play some very, very tough run defences. They've got to play the Seahawks, the Bengals, the Rams, the Vikings, the Packers and the Seahawks again in their last eight game stretch. That's tough. But he goes off this weekend against the Browns, I imagine. Probably goes for 220 yards and two touchdowns. It wouldn't be that difficult. The Browns are terrible. Browns are terrible. Um, I, yeah. Uh, did you know Chris Johnson's got a bullet still in, lodged in his shoulder? Amazing. That's incredible. Maybe that's giving him the get-up-and-go that he needs. Um, is it J- I mean. Johnny Manziel's going to start, right? There is the thought that Johnny Manziel is going to start. Josh McCown uh, has had some issues with his shoulder, missed training on Wednesday and Thursday. We don't know what's going to what happened on Friday because we're recording this so early. Uh, Johnny Manziel, of course, being investigated for a pen- potential domestic violence issue by the NFL. So it's uh, six of rubbish and half a dozen of rubbish. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> See more production from Travis Benjamin and uh, Gary Bangales. Uh, nice. Okay, good. 49ers, Rams. <laughs> St. Louis have... <laughs> I don't even want to talk about this game. San Francisco 2-5, and travelling to the 3-3 three and three St. Louis Rams. St. Louis moved to 4-3. and three. The 49ers, not a good football team. Yep, St. Louis all the way. Uh, Todd Gurley, yeah. love to watch him run all over your 49ers. What is a 49er? No one knows. Uh, and by the way, this is going to be the week that Nick Foles goes absolutely off because we're going to stack so many in the box against Todd Gurley and that our corners are nowhere near good enough to cover their own. Although I thought Acker had a really good game last week up against Russell Wilson, got the interception, looked generally pretty good in coverage. But uh, yeah, that, Nick Foles is suddenly going to find it. Expect touchdowns for quick, for Jar- terrible Jared Cook, for all of those. Taven Austin, who I've just picked up because you dropped him because you had to. Yeah, I hate them all. I hate them all. Uh, a game I do, I am looking forward to this weekend in the six o'clock games is the New York Giants travelling to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the the NFC leading Giants are uh, pretty opportunistic in their defence and they lead the league with the best turnover margin. Prince of Mukamura in particular and Dominic rogers Kamasi have been excellent. New Orleans are probably turnovers the main reason they got off to a one or four start, but they've got better over the last two, uh, got consecutive victories in their last two games. Uh, it's hard to believe New York has a winning record since it ranks 27th in total offence. But uh, this is going to be the week that Odell Beckham goes off. New Orleans backfield, even though we like Delvin Bro a lot, not very good. Eli Manning, Odell Beckham, back in their hometown, going to go big. This is a Giants win for me. Um, no, I've gone on New, New Orleans Saints win. Um, I just I don't think the Giants travel well. And uh, I think... Drew Brees back. He's getting a little bit more synergy with his offense. Um, the running game's coming together slightly more. Um, New Orleans Saints all the way. I don't think Beckham's fully recovered from his injury. Neither has Ruben Randall. Larry Donnell's dropping the passes. They're not doing well on the on um, on rushing. Uh, Eli's flaky. Saints. Moving on, San Diego at Baltimore. That's the. Two and five San Diego Chargers at the one and six Baltimore Ravens. If the teams coming into London this weekend are two of the biggest disappointments on the year, considering their record and their form last year, then these two probably sit at three and four in that same league table. Baltimore have been a stinker this season. One and six, despite not losing any games by more than eight points, I believe. They've been in everything tight, but... A sign of a good team is when you close a game out when you're yeah. in a tight game. They are not a great team. Uh, the Chargers have a phenomenal offense behind a terrible offensive line. Philip Rivers has been brilliant. Sadly, he can't carry the entire team on his own. I've gone for the Ravens to pick up their second win of the season. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, man. I, if, it, if it was, it's one of those games. If it was in San Diego. I'd probably. Well, actually, no. Being in San Diego, probably be like a Ravens home game as well. So I'm taking the Ravens. Bolts for me. Good. Tennessee at Houston. I'm looking forward to this game so much. Uh, this is what happens when undefeated teams be, play each other, is that you get games like 1-5 and five Tennessee against 2-5 and five Houston. Uh, the biggest thing from this game is I picked the Titans on the gridiron.com predictor game. I'm switching that to the Texans <gasps> right now because Zach Mettenberg is going to be under centre for the Titans. Oh, well. no, I'm not going to switch because I don't want to do the same as you. I'm going Titans. I fully believe... I don't fully believe. I don't, do I don't you, like do this you, game at all. <laughs> do, you, do you believe that the combination of Brian Hoyer and Alfred Blue is enough on offence to get the Texans going? Because I do. DeAndre Hopkins uh, hopefully will have a big game and the Texans will win it. I don't want to switch, but I probably have to. Yeah, I think with that quarterback change, you have to. Now, but this- what about Ryan Mallett? Surely he'll come in. Uh, yeah. No, because he's been cut. 
by the Texans. Ha <laughs> ha! Hey, we talked about this on the last show, but we knew he, we'd known he missed a flight, but he managed to miss the bus to the airport, then say he'd make his own way to the airport, and then miss the flight as well by turning up late. Apparently he turned up late for the training pre-meeting, got sent home, and then turned up late again to the airport. He had to be cut. The only reason he wasn't cut before the game was because they hadn't put TJ Yates on the active roster for that game. Mm. So... TJ Yates is back. He's in as the backup. He looks a little exciting when he played for Houston for a few games two years ago. Maybe he'll end up being the answer. I'm going to ignore that. Where does <laughs> uh, tell us that gridiron? Where will Ryan Mallet end up next? Uh, yeah, I San Francisco. Like it's got to be better than Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's a terrible human being. That's the problem. Well, maybe he'll end up at the Cowboys. He's a terrible human being for missing a practice and getting the sulk. No, apparently he is absolutely dreadful to work with so maybe he'll go to the cowboys they love terrible human beings there they do. speaking of the cowboys the seahawks travel to dallas this week settle at three and four dallas at two and four um the, the fact is is des bryant finally returns for sunday but he's catching passes from matt castle who seven years ago looked like a half decent quarterback he's now old he's not looked great bryant hasn't played since suffering a broken right foot in september against the giants I think, uh, we've said it already, I think Bryant makes a difference to opposition defences because they can't stack the box. Maybe finally we'll see the run game get going for the Cowboys like we haven't truly seen it do. We know we saw McFadden go off last week, but it's the Seahawks. I'm going to take Seattle on the road in this one. Dallas at home for me. I think Ooh, I like the Cowboys. Frisky. I like the Cowboys at the AT&T. Like them there, and I think they'll do it. People may have noticed that I skipped over one of the late games, and that's because the sneaky great game of the weekend—not sneaky good, but sneaky great—is the four and two New York Jets traveling to the three and three Oakland Raiders. And I'm going to put this out there now. I think the Oakland Raiders might make the playoffs this year. Where's your hysterical <laughs> drop now? Yeah. You're a disgrace. <laughs> Where are you, hysteria? Hysterical. If they can beat the Jets this weekend, which actually I've picked the Jets on the road, but if they <laughs> if they beat the Jets this weekend and move above 500, the first time they'll be above 500 after seven games for only the second time in the last 12 years. Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, Latavius Murray, a defence that actually looks good. It's got some pass rush. It's got a good linebacking Charles court. Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson is a beast, even though he's about 85 million Charles years Wilson, old. Charles Woodson, baby. I am all in on the Raiders, and the AFC is terrible this year. I think they could be the team that scrapes into the wildcard spot. Steelers for the fifth yeah. wild card, Raiders for the sixth wild card. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Do you know what we should do? We a, should... Mi- a mid-season pod next week, looking at revisiting all our terrible predictions from and, the start of the And season. see if we can swap a few out. Yeah, okay. Um, what I predict will happen, bold prediction at the end of this game, Woodson and Revis will swap jerseys. Nice. Interesting. Uh, just to say, Amari Cooper obviously will probably be blanketed by Reeves in this game. He's 14th in the NFL with 86.5 receiving yards per game, but he became the first rookie to have 300 yards efforts in his first six games since Mike Ditka in 1961. But Michael Crabtree is on pace to top 1,000 yards, something no Raider has done in a decade. What? And so uh, it could be that Michael Crabtree is the saviour in this game. Yeah, because Latavius Murray's uh, money, Latavius Murray will not be making any yards against that incredible uh, Jets off uh, defensive line. If he line does, as then well. he truly is Latavius Money. Yes, exactly. The Indianapolis Colts will slip to three and five this weekend when they travel to the Carolina Panthers, who will move to seven and zero. Oh. Now, uh, I, I heard somebody else say this this weekend, but for me, these are my two favorite quarterbacks to have come out of drafts in recent seasons. Sorry, Russell Wilson. We know you're brilliant, but you play in my division, and I hate your little face. Uh, <laughs> if you're not going <laughs> to. If you're, if you're not going to sleep with Ciara until you've got married, that is a disgrace. Do you what animal do you think he looks like? I think he looks a bit like a like a chipmunk. He's quite ferrety. Somebody yeah. tweeted us. Apparently, there's a uh, uh, a lady quarterback playing in one of the lady leagues who looks identical to Russell Wilson. I'll try and find the picture. But do you see anything other than a Panthers win here? No. Do we need to talk about it anymore? No. Brilliant. Uh, sorry we have rattled through this. I feel like I keep apologising. It's but, why people tune in. Uh, <laughs> re- really got to get off. So, um, 
We really hope that you have a wonderful weekend. You enjoy the Wembley game. Chiefs-Lions, I genuinely think, is going to be a great game. Not because they're two great teams, but because they're two very even teams. And then we will be in the Hippodrome afterwards from probably... We'll get there for about half seven, I imagine. Uh, last time we were in the back room, I think that's probably where we'll be again. So do come and find us if you're there. Uh, go to the Sports Travel Tours. Go to sportstraveltours.com or give them a call to sort out tickets for their uh, t- ultimate tailgate. Free booze free food well you've obviously paid for the ticket but unlimited booze unlimited food live band great fans and you get 10 percent off of your quote gridiron so go there and find out about that ollie anything else you want to add to the mix at the end of this no i think i'm good oh you you told me you had a great story to tell oh yeah 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 well because i keep forgetting about it okay so um i'm I'm a single guy so i've been you know a, a bit of dating and um uh, I, I'm seeing a, a. I've been on a date with a really lovely girl recently, and it reminded me. Three dates, you told me. Well, yeah, three dates, and uh, it it reminded me of a horrendous date I had. Tell me about because I, I, I love this. I've been watching first dates recently in the campiest way humanly possible, and it's brilliant. Did you see the? So I'm all in on. This. Did you see the special with uh, Alexandra Burke? I haven't seen the special. I've got it on my DVR, ready to watch. Maybe I'll do that today. I love her. Um, that's by the by. Okay, so um, th- th- it reminded. Oh, you're me- so excited about this story, you can't get your words yeah, out. Yeah, it's yeah. Incredible. So it reminded me of uh, of uh, a good date. Reminded me of a bad date that I'd banished, and I wanted to tell you about it. So I went on this date, right? And uh, in four hours, mm-hmm. guess how many questions this date asked me? None. None. Wow! Not one. And when I tried to talk about myself, like get in there with, oh, that happened to me, or that's kind of similar. Shut either you down. Shut, shut you down. Sh- shut me down, or was it listening? It was, it, honestly, it was a nightmare. Was it like going on a date with me? Um, because I never listen to anything. And you do talk about show. yourself All constantly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty much like this. So after about an hour and a half... I went into journalism mode so that I would just ask her questions. Uh, In the end, it got boring. But the worst thing was I'd walk walk back to to the station. She's catching potentially the same train as me. And I say, oh, no, your trains trains are before mine. She wasn't the brightest. And let's just say um, she liked bacon rolls a little bit too much. And, (laughs) (laughs) And so... She could have done with asking some questions because the personality needed to shine. Oh, it really did. That's exactly what I'm saying. So, (laughs) so I I packed her off on this. uh, Packed her off on this train. You're a terrible man. So I, you know, gave a kiss on the cheek and I said a really nice time. um, Get home safe. Let me know you got home safe. And then she's sort of waiting there and said, "Oh, I had a really nice time too." Sort of waiting there, and I'm rubbish. Uh, uh, making uh, a move well uh, realising signals at reading at reading things but I read this one wide open she wanted a bit of a snog did you? I did not you are a great man Ollie Hunter well done thank you very much for listening to Gridiron at Gridiron on Twitter Gridiron-magazine go and make your picks on the predictor and read all the fantastic articles there the new magazine is now out and you have one day to go and subscribe to be entered into Sports Travel Tours fantastic competition to win a chance at the AFC or NFC Championship game that's flight, accommodation and tickets that's all from us thank you very much for listening Wembley tomorrow morning we go to Wembley yeah this has been the Gridiron Show 